It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hello, it is the Go Birds Podcast presented by the Bet Park Sportsbook Casino at Valley Shore Parks. James Seltzer with you. And for those on the YouTube, check us out on the YouTube. Uh, rate and review the pod. Look at you remembering. Auto download the pod if you want to do anything to help us out, which, you know, if you don't, that's fine. We will yes. still love you. We're, we're, we're loving wonderful people. Equal opportunity. But, but if you want us to wrong. love you a little bit more, like just being honest, and yes. if you want to help us out for all the, you know, let's say it, free content that we put out <laughs> over the years just hit auto download it would really lots mean of, a lot lots of content it in the would feed. really mean a lot yeah. uh, all right bet parks pod coming up we're going to talk a little deandre swift and get into the nba playoffs in a minute but first for those on the youtube check out the youtube because you get a little like, all the videos are on youtube you can see it yes you get a little private us. content before we usually say something before after whatever. Yes. and the thing i said before is earmuffs one two three i'm so fucking tired <laughs> elliot every day of my life i am so tired love yeah. my new job it's super fun the 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 one you know side effect every second of every day I'm tired I'm never not tired it's How almost you doing, buddy? it's almost like waking up at three thirty <laughs> is tired now I will say I woke up I wake up at five thirty most days but I will acknowledge the mental differences it's it's, it's is, big yeah it's big what's crazy too is it's almost light outside now at five thirty yeah, like when we think, go to the yeah, car yeah. it's basically light outside. guess what three thirty it ain't light. not not as no, light no, yeah no well but, you know, know what being a media mogul has its, uh, <laughs> has here's its the downfall thing. here's the thing the funny thing is like so today it's thursday for those you know yeah. this is actually we're doing it on the, putting it up at the same time so i don't need to do the oh it we're will recording be thursday, this day yeah. Yeah, there's so. no secrecy today <laughs> well maybe someone's listening on friday all right that's possible yeah um it is thursday um i'm so tired i forgot <laughs> go ahead you got it you got it you got it uh what was oh yes what i was gonna say is Thankfully, and I love sports, there's no Sixers or Phillies tonight. There's I'm not. going to bed at like 5 p.m. You think I'm joking? I'm not. I'm going to bed at 5 p.m. tonight. So, I'm going to get like 10 hours of sleep. It's going to be magnificent. I'm wait. guessing this means you're not going to watch Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> <laughs> it's the vibe I'm getting. It was on was last on. night. Well, I missed it because of the game. But uh, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, I know you're not a big reality guy, but I have to say this. I, I have often said a reality show should be up for... Uh, Grammys, Awards. not Grammys. No, Grammys. Oscars, Emmys. not that either. <laughs> Third try. You got What's it. the TV Emmys. show one? Emmys. 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 Okay. They should be up for Emmys. Yeah. Like, there's no question about it. This is Emmy winning, <laughs> Emmy award worthy <laughs> reality TV. And to those watching out there, I know there's listeners that watch a show or they at least watch it with their wives. You don't have to be embarrassed. It's a great mm-hmm. quality. Mm-hmm. It is the best. It's the best reality show going. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It, uh, first of all, <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm Just telling no. you. Second of all, Survivor's still going. So that's well, but don't you think Survivor should be? 
eligible for awards. It Just is. put a category. It is. There is a category. For it's what? called like best whatever and, and John Stewart wins it or used to win it every year. And now wow. it's like Stephen Colbert wins it. That but it's seems... like all those shows and late night shows and, and reality shows are all part of the same thing. It's like non-scripted television. I don't yeah. remember what the award is called, but there isn't a word for it. Those shows just do not win it, Elliot. Well, I think there should be its own Rightfully category. So. And I think it should be like at the Trash end, of, reality end of the award. night, pretty much. No, no reality that, TV award. No, it should be the last most important award. I, I would be curious to see the total like viewing audience of all these shows compared to, compared to shows that win the awards. I'd just be curious to see. Well, I mean, like a show like Survivor has a lot more people watching in the Vanderpump Rules. Maybe. I don't know about that I for mean, sure. Almost definitely. I mean, it's on network television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, which I it is I would on just be CBS curious to know. every yeah. Wednesday night at eight o'clock. I mean, there's something like thirteen right. or fourteen million people who watch. I doubt that Vanderpump every Rose, episode. Yeah, every episode. I cannot believe they still make that show. It's good, amazing. bad. I'm just saying it's, it's a show. Pretty wild. Shout out to Survivor. Great show. Still you watch. love Survivor. It's man. a great show. You, <laughs> great show. <laughs> you are probably the biggest Survivor fan I know. Yeah, I used to well, love me, that me show. and Brandon Lee Gunn. Those are okay. that's the only person I talk Survivor with. I have yeah. no one else to talk. And the fourteen other million apparently. Yes. Well, I don't know any of them. And my wife Emily and I watch it. All right. Um. By the way, if you're watching the YouTube, right. we'll get there eventually. You're checking out our sweet gear here. We Shout are officially out to- Dorking Wanderer fans. We are Dorking Wanderer fans. Dorking Wanderer. Dorking or Dorking? I believe it's Dorking. Dorking is better. It's literally, <laughs> so here's a, so for you those. Kits. For, I missed my first kit. Oh, uh, really? Am I, All right. What, of course it is. What other kit would That's I That's a good point. So, so here's the backstory for those that don't know. So it's the Dorking Wanderers. As you guys know, we are a family here at GoBirds. Mm-hmm. Somebody, a, a loyal listener, I'm assuming an auto-downloader, purchased stake in a team, which Love is it. unbelievable. It's phenomenal. It's literally our own version of, like, Wrexham. Like, yeah. uh, you know how, God, Rob McElhenney, mm-hmm. he's an Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. He bought a, a fifth division English team. Mm-hmm. This is pretty much what we did. <laughs> we're not actual owners, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But it's very cool. Yeah, we're so, theoretical owners. Anyway, it was nice of him to send that. But also, if you've been looking to get into yeah. soccer and you think, like, you know, you want a reason to like a team... Not going to lie, it's going to be hard to watch their games because they're in the lowest division of English football. <laughs> but I think this should be the official team. Of I'm in. We're dorking I'm willing people. to sacrifice lead since they're about to get relegated <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah. Are they going to get relegated? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to happen. I mean, they have four games left. They're at 30 points. I don't think they'll get another point the rest in the oh, final four. So sorry. So Mike. look, there's uh, 538 has them at a 58% chance. Okay. But I think it's way higher. <laughs> I'm, I've already resigned to the fact. Yeah, it's, it's a tough, tough luck for you. Relegation would really just be so cool. In It'd be the sports. best. It would never happen, but it'd be the best. Yeah, it would be, be really super cool. cool. All right, let's get into it. Uh, we'll DeAndre Swift, then we'll look at the basketball playoffs. From a gambling perspective, it is the Bet Parks Picks Pod. Um, but DeAndre spoke yesterday. Yes. We have not talked. We talked a lot about the draft. We didn't talk a ton about the, basically because it happened live on the air. So we're reacting yeah. in the moment. But you've had a few days to think about it. You talked to DeAndre yesterday yeah. or, or, or were part of the, the press conference. You're, and we'll get into a little DeAndre bet coming up. But your thoughts on the DeAndre move now that you have a little time to think about? So he was he was impressive to talk to. Um, obviously in Detroit, things did not work out well for him. And I thought he did a really good job uh, explaining that. So I didn't watch Hard Knocks last year. It sounds like maybe I should go back and do so. But he, I guess there was a big theme in Hard Knocks that the Lions were going to be really tough on him. And he didn't respond well to it. Must have like just a story arc that they came up with. Um, and he said that he thought that was not portrayed fairly. I'm paraphrasing here, but that was essentially what he said. Um, and look, he spoke highly of the Lions. He said, obviously, when when they drafted Gibbs, he was well, well aware of kind of what was going to happen with him. But what I thought was cool about it was uh, 
you can tell how excited he is to be back in Philadelphia. And we've talked a lot about culture uh, with with this team, both with the culture Nick builds. You know, we talked about with Matt Patricia. We've talked about it with the Georgia players. I do think there is a benefit, and real and there there is a benefit to having people on the team that are just super excited to be there. Like at the end of the day, we can all pretend that everybody that plays for the Eagles is so happy they're an Eagle and they love it. I'm not saying that's not the case, but the, you know, 80, 90% of the people on the team didn't grow up Eagles fans, right? They're not from Philadelphia. So while they come here and they learn to love it, you know, like Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham, perfect examples. And hopefully that happens with Nolan Smith, Jalen Carter, all these new people. But it is, I do think there is a uh, an excitement to having somebody on the team that's from the area, grew up presumably an Eagles fan, um, and just is really happy to be here. So in a season where I do think it is going to be tough, not not record-wise, but I think it is going to be tough just coming off the Super Bowl and all those things, I think having somebody in the building in DeAndre Swift that is just super pumped to be there is, is a positive. Yeah, I don't think it could be. Yeah. I don't see how it could be a negative, you know. And look, I think the Lions thing's weird. You know, I think that, you know, it obviously we don't we can only know what we saw in Hard Knocks or whatever. Yeah. But it it was strange the way they handled him. It didn't really make a lot of sense. I mean, they drafted him high in the second round. He's someone who should have been a a premium asset, so to speak. And then like Jamal Williams is is stealing all his carries. Yeah. And it was a really strange situation. I mean, they were using other guys in the passing game, like guys I had never heard of over Swift. Like I just. It never made sense to me how they use Swift. So I, I think it was a really smart move to look for a, a distressed asset, so to speak, and obviously one that after the Gibbs move was a asset they were absolutely going to move, and taking it up, bringing him into a better situation, a, 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 to your point, a spot where he's coming home. I mean, this I think this was such a no-brainer of a move. I, I think they're – and to the point you made right after, and I think it's the perfect point, is like they have two shots to have a super elite guy. Like but Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift mm-hmm. have the talent to have elite seasons here, to be better than Miles Sanders was here. They just have to go out and stay healthy and do it, and you're taking two shots on it. So the other thing with Swift, and I'm curious for, for your opinion on this, and look, everyone knows we're big fans of Dan Campbell on this pod. So far always be it. Always have been. Always have been. Right? Always will be. I know that's yes. true for some of Literally us. Literally never questioned him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll still be a great motivational speaker after he wins all these Super Bowls. I forgot about that. Yeah. But but I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. That that take didn't didn't turn out well. No, it didn't. Although to be fair, he's not even been to the playoffs. I don't remember what we bet, but I feel very good about my seven career wins bet. I think I've already yeah. won. if I haven't already won it, I think I need one more. I don't win remember what it set. is, but I would imagine you're <laughs> you're going to win it. But I'm just curious what you think about the fact that he was there multiple years, and each year they they it seemed to at least moved off of him. Whether it be for Jamal Williams or you know, just it do, it doesn't seem like like it feels as if they went into each year saying this can be our guy, and each year they kind of left the year saying, well, actually he's not our guy. Well, I don't know. I don't think they went into each year saying this could be our guy. Like I mean, if they did, I feel like he would have got more of an opportunity. It was a high second round. He was like yeah. a thirty something. So that's pick. what I mean. I mean, they had a. They right, had a, but, uh, but he was drafted before Dan Campbell, and then Dan Campbell comes yep. in, and he, obviously Dan, he was not a Dan Campbell guy. That's like, true. There's just no other way to look at this than Dan Campbell did not have the same faith in DeAndre Swift that the the person who drafted him thought the coaches would. You know what I mean? There's no other way to put it. Mm-hmm. Like He was a 30-something pick like in the draft or somewhere around there, maybe yeah. 40, but he was a high second-round pick. And he just never really got the opportunity. And he and he flashed. I mean, we remember the game one last year. Like, there were moments where you're like, whoa, look at this dude. It is crazy when you look at his year. He had, I think, 144 rushing yards that game. And then 
essentially did almost nothing the yeah. rest of the year. Like I each know. of his games, it was Dude, there were games, know, 50 yards. Dude, he six was yards. like one of those guys who was taking like the first two rounds of fantasy and was like yeah. a disaster for right. people. And again, the talent's there. I'm just I, one thing that we've said a lot about Nick and the coaching staff that he's you know put together over the years he's been here, and it's something he talked about in his first presser. And it's like, all right, are we, is this really true or not? Is he is going to put players in positions to be successful? Yep. He is going to look at a player, Jalen Hurts, whoever you want to say, and say, all right, what do you do well? How can we? emphasize that? How can we maximize that? What do you do poorly? How can we try and hide that? How can we not put you in positions where that's going to happen? Like, I, I just think that go out and get a guy like Swift who clearly has talent, clearly has ability, all that stuff, put him with a coaching staff like this, like at least we're going to find out what he has because they're well, going to put him in positions to be and, successful. And we had this conversation a lot leading up to the draft with the, the Bijan thing is what made the idea of Bijan so attractive is you know he'll come in here and succeed right away because it's such an awesome place for a running back to play. Now, the argument for Bijan was you get an elite player and you get even more production, but unfortunately that that is dead. But God, you're, <laughs> you're dealing with it well, I can uh, say. Yeah, it's it's sad. But I know. All the Bijan people are really still, I, I would still be going curious. through it. I haven't had the the bravery to put this poll up yet, but I wonder what the poll results would be if you said, would would you rather have, knowing now that you're going to get Nolan Smith, like you're going to get him at 30, if you would rather have Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith or Bijan and Nolan Smith? I mean, I'd rather have Jalen Carter. Yeah, I, I, I'm torn on it. I'd just be curious to know what the fans would say. I think that now because they have Jalen, it would definitely be Jalen before skew, the draft. It would before, be Bijan. I think it would, yeah. People were in on Bijan. Like, yeah. no matter what anyone wants to say, revisionist history, like, the vast majority of Eagles fans want. Yeah, so I'd be people. curious to just to see what that poll result would have been. But what I think is going to be interesting with with DeAndre Swift is so first of all, you know, we could have a debate. I think it would be like a relatively boring one on who's better, Penny or Swift. I think they're both Penny. guys. I, I think <laughs> okay, yeah. I do think Penny's better. Like if you if you I do? had okay. to, if I do like in turn, I think Swift's a better receiver, obviously. But in terms of which one of those guys, if I had to, and again. Have, I think I think Swift is far more likely to stay on the field than Penny, which mm-hmm. ultimately would, means I I probably would prefer Swift as a player overall. But if you're telling me both guys play 17 games or whatever, I think Penny's the one who has a chance to rush for like 1,500 yards. And like, so you think Penny's a better runner? I think Penny's a significant, a significantly better. better. Okay. I think Penny's a very good runner. I mean, look, Penny was a first round draft pick, like as a running back. And I know the teams make that mistake all the time, but Rashad Penny is well, unless it's Bijan, super talented. So. I, like, I, but look, I think Swift has a lot of talent too. So, so Swift was thirty fifth overall. So I knew it was third. Yeah, so, so it's there high. You go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Rashad Penny was thirty one. I think so. It's not like they're that far right. apart draft capital wise. So with Swift and Penny, I do think the running back duo they actually complement each other really well. I agree let, with let, you. Let's ignore the if they stay healthy thing because it's a big question. But ultimately, we all know it. Exactly. And we can't say every can't time say we say Rashad time. Penny's right. name if he stays healthy. We get it. Right. We but, know that. <laughs> If they're both healthy for the last time, <laughs> for the last time this pod, that was a good job right there. I mean, they they do complement each other they well. Do. You're right. What I wonder though is if you look at Sirianni's history with using running backs, if he wants a number one guy, oh, I'm sorry, or if he is willing to do a committee, or if he's going to have one main guy because he's always done it that way. Miles was the number one guy when he was with the uh, the Colts. He had number one guys. I mean, really, the only year where his starting running back didn't have over, I think, 100 or 120-plus more carries than anybody else was the year Miles got hurt, and he's still at 50-plus carries. So he was on on pace to, to kind of be that 100-plus guy. So when you talk about, you know, you mentioned fantasy, and we'll, we'll look at it from a gambling perspective, but total yards for Swift or Penny, we can bring Penny into this, 
I'll be curious to see how I use him because when you look at Swift and when they initially traded for him, we were live on air. I remember thinking, oh, well, he's hurt all the time, just like Penny. Yeah, he's not. It's really not true. 13, 14, 14, 13. Like right. that kind so, of, stuff. of course, I have all the stats up and now it's not. I know uh, he played like he's, he hasn't played less so than 13, 13, games. 13 and 14 games. Yeah. Uh, not no, not I many know, starts. I think he left early like in a couple of those stat. here and there and stuff. But. Yeah, so that's what. Uh, yeah, I think he. There were games where he played, but he wasn't hundred percent healthy. He's like had yes, na- nagging were, injuries. Well, I remember that. Yeah, there were a few where they weren't sure he was going to. So yeah. if you look at his total touches in twenty twenty, he had one hundred and sixty total touches. In twenty twenty one, he had two hundred and thirteen. And in, in last year, he had 147. So, Miles Sanders, I believe, ended up with over 300 total touches last year, especially if you include the playoffs. So, he's never carried that type of workload. And obviously, Penny has never had that type of workload. So, but if we're going to do odds, give me one sec. I want to get into the odds here. Real quick, I also want to ask you a question about a particular part of Swift's game. But first, before we get these odds up, download the Bet Parks, the sports Come on. and casino. I mean, what are we doing here? It's well, back. Yeah. Seriously, though, it is a uh, it is an awesome time. We've talked a lot about how much of a fun time it is in Philly sports right now, and it is yesterday, notwithstanding. <laughs> um, but it's also such a fun time in sports to be able to make some money and have some fun watching the games, particularly with all these playoff games happening right now, like both in hockey and in basketball. Like, right. I've been glued to my television. Have some action on it. Like, I'm watching the, the whatever, like, Lakers, Warriors. Like, I'm a freaking Sixer. Like, it's just the Lakers or the Sixers. Or, and, like, it, it totally changes the way you watch these games you're going to watch anyway because you care yeah. so much more if you have some action on it. So, I've said this before, but it's so true. I've had the app up open almost nonstop for every uh, Sixers game just seeing. And look, last night, I think... The set, well, I mean, maybe like, the third. I saw your tweet. Like minus the third, seven fifteen. Yeah. They, they took it off the time. board, yeah. so you had a feeling that wasn't going well. But, but even for Lakers Warriors, I mean, I, I am cheesily just very excited for LeBron versus Steph. It it's does great, yeah. yeah. But, but it still makes it more exciting when you have a little something. It's on. so much more exciting. Yeah. I want to watch it anyway. Throw some action on it, and you can bet on individual player performances, points, rebounds, assists. If you're watching baseball, homers, strikeouts, all the good stuff, it is such a blast. Live in-game betting, single, uh, same-game parlays. There is so much, so many ways to have fun with the app and watching sports. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, uh, new users, if you win $10 on your first bet, if it is a winner, if you bet $10, winner, you get $125 in bonus back. Again, if your bet is a winner, you must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, or Ohio gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Quickly, before we set the odds, I want to ask you one other question based on your Nick Sirianni comment. Okay. About whether he wants a number one back. How much do you think Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts, by extension, want to throw to backs? Because we just assume oh, Miles Sanders wasn't good at it, so they didn't use it. 
you've got a guy here in Swift now who is very good in the receiving game, but also something that has not really been a part of Nick's offense. And we don't know if that's just some miles or if that's philosophical with the riding aside, the read option. It doesn't really fit as well. Your thoughts on Swift and and the potential for him to be used in the past. So if you look at Swift's career as a receiver, he has 46 catches his rookie year. He goes up to 62 his second year. Super impressive out of the backfield. And then 48 last year. He averages almost pretty much eight yards a catch uh, throughout his career. So you're right. He can be an impact player in the passing game. Do they want to do it? I just find it hard to believe they don't. Now, I think Miles, you look at his career, he comes out his rookie year, he has a few nice catches. The knock coming about him coming out of Penn State was he wasn't able to catch the ball. His rookie year, he dispels that a little bit, and then the rest of his career, he's just he's not great at it. They, they don't do it. If you look at the, the backs, though, that Sirianni has coached, he had Austin Eckler. We all know what he can do as a pass catcher. He had Jonathan Taylor uh, briefly in Indianapolis. He had uh, Marlon Mack there. Like, all guys that can catch the ball. So... When I look at Sirianni and what I think he wants to do, especially when last year, part of the problem for this team, really throughout the year, but especially you know for two or three game stretches, it really became something we talked about, was blitz pickup. And part of the reason I think they struggled with that, and we can look at this in the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I bring it up often, but it, it really hammers the point home. Uh, key, key series, second half, uh, it's third down, I believe. It was a third or second down. And they have rushers coming at Hertz. And if you look, everybody is moving upfield, and their eyes are, are not on hurt. So I think that one area, one way they can really help with the blitz pickup is having a receiving back that can go out and be be a pass catcher. So I do think Sirianni wants to do it. And, you know, who knows? I mean, Sirianni does like to play to fans, but ultimately this is also a franchise that has a rich history of running screens, Absolutely. and they have an offensive line that should be great at it, right? Especially yeah, if, athletic can get downfield. Well, especially if Cam Jurgens is going to be no there, doubt, right? Cam yeah, Jurgens should be a, a, a you're right a feature. I mean, of think that. about the the right side of that line: Kelsey, Jurgens, and Lane. You get those guys out in space oh, with Penny behind them. I mean, that can that can be really special. And if you look last year, they ran a lot of tight end screens, and Goddard yeah, got, it was an effective play. And like Goddard's every good single at it. time. Yeah, and like. Goddard's really good at it. But overall, a running back should yes, be better. Yes, DeAndre you know? Swift a lot better right. at making guys miss in, in so, that situation. When you talk about how Penny and Swift complement each other, I think, you know, Swift is obviously an elite receiving back. I think it would be foolish not to get him involved in the pass game, and I think that they want to. I think it's a great way to co- to combat blitzes. I think it's a great way. We have so many conversations about how Jalen stays healthy. One way for him to stay healthy is to dump it down to Swift as opposed to running. Now, I don't ever want Jalen to change how he plays. I, I hope he plays the same way because he's a dynamic player when he does it, but... If he's in the pocket and Swift is sitting there, obviously you can you can uh, you can dump it down to him. Let's get to the odds. Your thoughts on what we should do for rushing yards, total yards for these guys. Now, right. Remember, I think that when these odds come out, there have not been a lot of individual player odds come out. You know that that gets out closer to the season and all that. But in terms of that, um, I think that they will play the middle, so to speak, and just. But, but, well, cause look, because look, you're worrying about injury and you're worrying about usage. There you don't two, know how they're going to be used. We are two unknowns here. So I think they have to play it safe, right? So I think, depending on how you feel about these two guys, and obviously the ability to stay healthy, I think there will be an opportunity here in that I think that one of the guys could end up completely blowing away their I numbers, agree with that. You know and I don't think they'll come in super high. Um, so as we said, Penny, I'm sorry, Swift, 878 total yards, uh, just over a thousand a second year, nine hundred his third year. 
I think I think that Swift is going to end up being the clear cut number one. Pick. Wow. So if you do, then whatever number you said, you should go over. It would be let's say so it's eight fifty, or maybe they might go a little higher. They might go over a thousand total yards. I don't think so. Total yards. I mean, he he's never had over a thousand. Well, he right? did his second year. Oh, he did. Either way, he's been under a thousand each time. Right, but they I, also with these numbers they factor an injury when they put him in. Like they don't. They true, don't, but he's only missed. And he's going to a better team. Like that, look, I think, go, being with the Eagles offense, I, I, I'll take the under if it's a thousand. Well, what did Miles have last year? Miles way more than a thousand. Miles was, but Miles was a proven running back. Right, who was the clear number one here. We don't know who the number one is. So I think Swift is going to be the number one. I know one. you do, yeah, but, yeah. but that doesn't well, I'm just mean saying he's if we're factoring. Be. No, I know, but if we're factoring in like what I'm we think over about Vegas has to decide, or or you know whoever sets these lines has to decide what the number is. So for what it's worth. The last three years, Miles Sanders had over just over a thousand yards total three years ago. Nine hundred and twelve the year the year before last year, and then thirteen hundred. So that makes me more concerned about Swift in the sense that again, I think Miles Sanders was the number one back too. Like there was no question. So what would you set it as? I would say like nine hundred total. Yeah. What would you put as? So you, okay. Like now I, again, he could go way over this. I'm just saying based on those numbers you just showed me and the fact that we don't know he's going to be the number one guy. So maybe a thousand. Yeah. Like either way, the point is whatever the number is. If you believe Swift's going to be the number one guy, then he bet over. I think Penny's better. Like if I, I like again, I think ultimately if I had to bet who has more yards, I would bet on Swift because like the if he stays healthy thing with Rashad Penny is like I don't expect him to stay healthy. He right. never ever has. Like it'd be awesome if he could. But he never has. But it, like I'm saying, if I think if you gave if you said both these guys are going to stay healthy, who has a better year? I think it's Penny. So. Let me preface it by saying this. Richard, Richard Penny is going to make the team. He's oh, yeah. Going, but, but, he, I think, has potential surprise cut. Because they invested less in him, is your point? They, they only Swiss? gave him, I think, 500000 guarantee, which isn't nothing, but it certainly isn't a ton. And if you look at the running back room, they have Swift, Scott, Gainwell, Penny, and Trey Sermon. I think we would agree Kenny Gainwell is 1,000% making Sermon's gone. I mean, unless he has an amazing camp. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm saying. And like, Sermon, if Penny's yeah. banged up throughout camp and Sermon's awesome, sure, I could see it. Uh, yeah, that's again, all I'm saying. yeah, and again, whereas I think Swift to, is. I mean, they traded a fourth round pick. It all comes to, get him. to Penny being healthy, though. Yeah, and I agree with you. Look again, I think Swift uh, again of these two, and let's say I think Penny's yards would be lower because of the injury mm-hmm. thing. So, like, but my point is, I would bet on on, I would bet on Swift. Yeah. because of the injury stuff. But I think again, if they both, I knew for a fact they were going to stay healthy. I think Penny's a better runner. Yeah, I would agree with that. I agree he's a better runner. I think, uh, And I think in this offense, the running back who does the running is going to do better than the running back who does the receiving. Yes. So I think that's, we that's end on kind the same of my page. Thought. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's talk a little NBA playoffs here. As, uh, again, uh, you know, check out Clap Your Hands, everybody. If you have not, Elliot, Kyle Newback, talk at Sixers, going on an epic run right now. A little less fun after game two. Yeah, I think so. Your thoughts, just on the Sixers, the series odds, right now the Celtics still the clear favorite um, it dipped pretty low yesterday. It At did. one point, it's it was like Celtics now. minus 170, I think. Yeah, I think it is still minus 170 right now. Okay. I, I, so. will, I will pull it up again. I just had it up in the uh, in the studio there. So as of right now, to win the NBA championship, the uh, let me get the futures here, not the games tonight. Okay. Uh, so the Sixers actually, excuse me, the Celtics are plus 180. So it has gone back up. So the Celtics are plus 180. Do you want to guess who is next to win the title? Celtics plus 180. I'm going to guess the Nuggets. That is correct, and they yeah. should be. Plus 300. After that, um, 
Is it the Warriors? They're down at one, so who would it be? No. Are the Lakers? Lakers. Okay. Plus 500. Right. I would think the Warriors might still. Warriors have it and a Sixers bit. are tied next at plus 700. And then Suns are plus 1,400. I think, unfortunately, and the, Heat I think the, and the Knicks are plus 2,000 each. So I don't think the Heat or the Knicks are going to win the title. No. But the unfortunate reality is one of them is going to be in the Eastern Conference. Without final. a doubt. So yeah. if you want to take 10 sec- shekels and throw it, just because yeah. who knows? I mean, like. Well, it's I don't funny know, Tatum breaks his hand game one of the finals if yeah, or, or Embiid's really hurt. Yeah. Or, you know. And look, it's Jimmy Butler. Like I would I don't think I would bet on the Knicks because I don't I think the Knicks can beat the Heat in this series. Yeah. But, I don't. But you're right. It no, could be close. It could be close. Yeah. But I don't think the Knicks have I think the Knicks literally have a zero percent chance of winning the title. I think the Heat have like a three percent chance yeah. of winning the title. Plus two thousand is kind of interesting. Yeah. So with the Sixers, where I'm at is like I don't think the Celtics are as good as I thought. I have not been impressed with them the first two games. Well, they, they were a pretty good in game two. They they had a well, they had a really good third quarter. They didn't come out and play that great. It no, was but they were relatively low half, scoring. No, they, I know. You know but and the then Sixers, they pulled away. That's what happens a right, lot. Right, for sure. But they had a really good third quarter. But I, I think the Sixers are still going to win the series. So okay, I'm still yeah. in on the Sixers. Hey, you're but such a homer with the Sixers. I, I, love I really it. don't think I, I, love I, I am. I, I mean, love it. The Cel- they, they won game one. I think yesterday was the Embiid Rust game. And Game 3 will decide the series. Game 3 will tell us everything we need to know about the Sixers because it has all the qualities, right? They're at home, so you're you know, you going to step up to the moment. Embiid's getting his MVP. How is he going to handle it? Is he going to come out and be amazing, or is he going to be an emotional wreck the entire game? It's the Celtics, the team that has you know, haunted you for years. It's the second round. So Friday will tell us everything we need to know, and I think they're going to win the game. And if they come out and win the game, I think they win the series. I mean, teams that go up 1-0 in playoff series, win 77% of the time. And I know it's not a perfect stat. Teams lose all the time if they go up 1-0. But the reality is, the series is the Sixers to lose. It's a five-game series, and they have home court advantage. Yeah, it's not the Sixers to lose. I would say they're a better position than they were before, obviously. But, like, the Celtics are still the favorite. Very clearly still the favorite. And they should be. They have been the better team all season long than the Sixers. And... They've been to championships. They've been to, right. to uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Like they just have more playoff medal, more playoff experience than the Sixers do, and that matters. I agree, though. Look, I think in terms of betting, when we just went through those odds, I think there are two clear bets that jump off the page to me, and I think the Sixers are one of them. Sixers should not be plus seven hundred, while the Celtics well, the are plus twenty. If they can win, the that's series. my point. I'll go down real quick. Like the yeah. si- th- those Celtics, those Sixers odds are good because again, to the point you made before, everyone's this series is almost definitely going to the finals. 100%. Like again, it's not a lock. Jimmy Butler, you know, does wild stuff and you know whatever, but it is almost a lock that whoever wins the series going to the finals plus seven hundred is way too high. Yeah, the best bet on the board is the Nuggets, though. We got to be honest. Plus three hundred, they they have just played the best. Yeah, they've been the best team so far in the playoffs. Jokic has been amazing. I know we hate on him here. I just he's been amazing in the playoffs. They're the best team. They have the 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 home court advantage. The best home court advantage in sports. The most like yeah. meaningful. I mean, plus three hundred. Plus three hundred. I'm talking from a bet perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, obviously I can't bring myself to bet. I know you can't. But I've never liked the Nuggets, even before it, like, so. I mean, I really, they need to get, like, a Nuggets-Sixers final, a Jokic and Mipa, is, like, the most perfect outcome that could ever happen in the history of the world. And if you're in, like, uh, the league's fixed thing, yeah, here you go. And I will say, I wish their odds were better, because I do think the late, like, I am, I did not think for a long time this year the Lakers could win the title. The Lakers could win the title. Yeah. Like, 
you know, Anthony they, Davis is playing unbelievable. He's been great. And LeBron, like, yeah, he's old, but he's still one of the best players on the planet. Agreed, and he's yeah. still LeBron freaking James in those moments. And their role guys have been pretty good. Like, Reeves is all right. And, and like, they're getting games from guys. Like, Roy yeah. Hachimura is not that good, but he had the Roy Hachimura game. Like, they're, like, guys are stepping up for them. So, like, I do not think the Suns, to the point we made, I think the Suns are... Unfortunately, it's not going to work yeah. out with Chris Paul. Yeah, he's hurt. And I think neither of the Knicks in Miami are winning, but I think anyone else could win the title, essentially, you know? Yeah, so I, I would say... The Warriors, of course, could. I don't think they will, yeah. but like they won it last year. They Agreed. could win it, for sure. Seth Agreed. Curry. Yeah. So I, I think it's pretty wide open, but look, I still like the Sixers plus 700. I Again, honestly, just yeah. pure odds. Just pure odds. I think, I think Denver... I would pick Denver over the Sixers to win it, but... Mm. Pure odds, the Sixers are the best bet. Yeah, on the- I think so. I agree, especially because last night, like Embiid looked at least healthy. Like he looked healthier yeah, than I, I thought. I was discouraged by Embiid, to be oh, honest. Oh, see, I was encouraged. I don't he know, was man. running back and down Maybe the court. Maybe my expectations were too Way high. Way too but, high. I thought yeah. it was gonna look like crap out there. Like he was like flying around and stuff. Yeah. I, don't I, know, man. I was super encouraged. Honestly, like I, I that was the thing that made me feel the best. The way I Embiid just don't looked. know if he looks ready to score. And I think they're gonna win. So I get this is talking on both sides of my mouth, but I don't know, man. Do you, did he, you, to you, did it look like he was going to score 30-plus points three more times for them to win? I don't know. I just thought yeah. he looked healthier. I, I don't think they're he winning the series. He better on defense I don't I think thought. they're winning the series. I know so, you, you know, yeah. I, I think the Celtics are winning the series. Right. So, yeah. All right. Uh, final thoughts. All right. So, speaking of odds. Yes. This is... Well, all right. Take yourself back to when Fool House... I hope this will live up to the eyebrow. Well, we got mm-hmm. some eyebrow feedback as well. Yes. Were people, were people in or out on the eyebrow? Thing? Honestly, it was pretty mixed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, the King Arthur thing, I think, was the real the real winner of me saying, what if King Arthur did it? <laughs> Apparently not a real king. That's what I said um, to you. There like, must be a real, so you could have picked a real person. There must have been. Although, what's funny, I think Joe said King Arthur this morning you on did. the show. You did. Um, all right. So take yourself back to when Full House was really popular. Oh, sure. Right? I, I, I've, and the I, Olsen, I lived it, big dog. The Olsen twins are just, in that show, they're stars. They come out. They, you know, they have the Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, like- they do like the detective videos and they're just like the biggest stars ever, right? Remember the song? I remember a lot of the songs. You have to be more specific. The oh, the Full House song. song. Yeah, I thought you meant the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen song. I think it's awesome. Brother for Sale was a banger. I remember that. Oh, that's so funny that Emily and her sister, that's like one of their songs. Yeah, that's all. Uh, S- those sister for Sale. <laughs> well, but, uh, the Full House theme song. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, of course whatever I remember. I was outside the, the Full House theme. Okay, good. So you know it. Yeah, that's good. Of course. All right, the milkman. <laughs> All right, it, it is a great, it is a it's great, a great uh, song. Yeah, a great catchy song. Um, what are the odds you thought you think you could have got when they were at their height that Elizabeth Olsen, their sister, oh, I like this, was going to end up having a more successful career? So, you got to rephrase that: a more successful acting career. Yeah, the Olsen twins are worth like hundreds of millions of dollars. They did. They they are. Like right. uh, clothing, like all that stuff. Like the Olsen twins, they the books, the movies. Like, yeah, the Olsen twins have been crazy successful. Like the most successful people from Full House are the Olsen twins, without by a far. doubt. I, but I agree. as actors, it's a great point. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen has lapped them by miles. She, she's in all types of amazing yeah, things. She's, she's Wanda. amazing in everything or, yeah, she's right? in. Well, she's in this new show on HBO. It's called Love and Death. I yeah, think. Yeah. Well, she's in all the Marvel we stuff. The fr- yeah, she was in that. She was in that. Like. Uh, not science. It was science fiction, but uh, God, I can't remember. It was a TV show where it bounced through different genres. Whatever. She's been in a lot bounced of really through different genres. Not genre, like uh, years of. And the guy was a robot. Oh, why can't? It's kind of like a real life Futurama. Why can't I think of it? 
real life Futurama. I don't know. I'm, Are you talking about the the Marvel show? Yes. Yeah, Wanda. Her name. What's it called? I saw it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't think of the name. And the yeah. guy is like a red robot. Yeah, it's Paul yeah. Bettany. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actor, yes. Um, it's just crazy to me that you're right. First of all, it's also wild to think the Olsen twins were a huge deal and you never hear from them. Never, yeah. They completely walked away from fame. And I'm sure wherever they go, well, no, they, they still get but recognized. They, yeah, but a- I'm just saying, you don't see them at in movies. You don't see them doing interviews. You don't see them- well, That happened to a lot of kid actors, for what it's worth. Yeah, but I feel like for how big they were, they just completely shunned it, which is why- well, No, they didn't. They they used their fame to make a lot of money. Right, but I forms. mean, you don't see them do anything. Well, they, they did all those movies and stuff yeah, for yeah, years. But it's been, when's the last time they were in anything? 15 years? But they're not actors. Years. They're they're multimillionaires. Yeah, yeah. They're business people. No, that's people. the point I'm making. Yes. That considering how big they were, the fact that they just walked away from being in the spotlight. You're right. They still make money and all those things, but you don't actually see them. And it is just crazy to think Elizabeth Olsen, you're right, financially, not where the Olsen twins are at. Although but, she's probably doing very well. But from a career movie. perspective, you know, if you take the money out of it, I think almost any actor would pick her career in terms of being in, you know, again, legitimate. But, right, but the point is, like, very clearly, the Olsen twins did not want to be actors. Right, right, right. Which, right. Could, when you're that young and you're put into something, like, the, I get what you're saying, but for them, they probably never, like, they didn't want to do that. So Another good that, example. You know, like, they're like, yeah. uh, it's not crazy to them because, like, we didn't want to be actors. You Another good I mean? example of this is Macaulay Culkin and his brother. Macaulay Culkin. Culkin, yeah. Yeah. His younger brother's in succession. Probably, I mean, look, Home Alone is bigger, obviously. Macaulay Culkin was a, a, the most famous person in the world. Yeah, yeah, yes. It's just, it's just, I'm, I'm glad to see these younger <laughs> brothers and sisters who probably had to grow up being like, I'm never going to be as popular as my older brother. You know, making a push for it. This is a younger sibling comment. Well, here. I'm an older. Yeah, I'm I know oldest, you are. Yeah. So that's why I'm so confused. Like, this, yeah. makes, this I don't know why you care. I, I just it. think it's crazy that Elizabeth <laughs> Olsen ended up being the one that's more relevant now. It's a very deep thought yeah. for me today. Thank I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> After uh, the eyebrow one, yeah, had to, had to yeah, come back. Yeah, with, you're, with something you're, else. you're on a roll. Thank we'll you. Say. Um, mine is much more simplistic. Oh, Zoe, quote for you, by the way, real quick. Last night she said she never drinks milk anymore. She's drinking all the time, but she just good. randomly wanted milk, and she goes, "I want milk, the white drinky thing, like milk from the fridge." <laughs> Sweet dude. <laughs> In case you were unaware of what milk was, <laughs> it's like good rig. Yeah. Uh, here's my final thought. Um, much less deep than than yours, yeah. if you can call yours deep. Yeah. Multi-layered. Yeah, yeah. let's go with multi-layered. I'm always impressed by people with fancy signatures. Never been able to do it. Back in the day, everyone always, you know, you practice right. your signature one way or another. And just a swooping J with an S. Like, it's not. I have a I, very fancy I signature. To, I'm always impressed. And There's the people can recreate it. it, and it looks like super nice. Like, yeah. it's almost like printed on or whatever. I'm so impressed by that. <laughs> I can't do it. To all you people with fancy signatures, well done. So... I guess I wouldn't say maybe fancy is not what I would say. It's neat. My name lends itself to a cool signature. Like uh, Elliot Shore Parks type thing. Hold on, let me. So there's another reason to watch on YouTube, by the way. Not that anyone's going to be able to see it, but okay. So am I am I doing it like I'm signing an autograph or am I doing it like a... Well, that's how I used to practice it growing up. Come on. All right. So here we go. Ready? Okay. So that is not at all what I'm talking about. Right. You're here's a be- here's a better here's a better version of You're it. I messed it up. Yes. You that, don't think that looks cool? No. I mean, it looks kind of cool. I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about fancy. Here, give me the thing. I'm talking about like. All right. So here's my. I'm signing my mortgage thing. Okay. Ready? Here we go. Yeah. See, this. Is, I'm talking about that, except way nicer than what you're doing. Okay. Like, so yours I just looks like mine. Does. Like if I were to do my name, I do I do like that as my quick one. Yeah. But if I were to, do, I could do like. You know, well, the J looks good. Yeah. The 
Jay's Yeah, the Jay's good. Well, what's tough with yours is the Z. The Z. But but I will say, like I'm talking about the people who write it out like that. Yeah, nobody can because it's on the table. One, two, it's like you can read their name perfectly and stuff, but it's like literally looks like they've taken a stamp. Yeah. And it is like perfect cursive and it is like a fancy little swirl on the end or whatever. Like, I am impressed by people who have super fancy signatures and are committed to, to being very neat and fancy with their Well, signature. let's be honest. It's mostly women that are good at this. Oh, yeah. Like, no my, like Kristen's signature when she does it Way is just like that. Yeah. You know? It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Props to them. Props to them. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the ladies. All right. You Props got anything to the else? Uh, no. Okay. Me neither. Got it all. Yeah, I think we got it all. We'll see you guys on Saturday. Yeah, Go Birds Radio on Saturday. Go Birds Radio together again. Yes. It'll be beautiful. Thing until then, he's on team.